a strong breeze struck the top of the tower, carrying with it the scent of recent rainfall of wet stone and broken branches. Navani gasped, pulling against Alinar. A presence emerged in the sky. The Storm Father encompassed everything, a face that stretched to both horizons, regarding the men imperiously. The air became strangely still, and everything but the tower's top seemed to fade. It was as if they had slipped into a place outside of time itself. Even Dalinar, who had been expecting this, found himself taking a step backwards, and he had to fight the urge to cringe down before the spren. Oaths, the Stormfather rumbled, are the soul of righteousness. If you are to survive the coming tempest, oaths must guide you. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book three, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters four and five of Oathbringer. If you haven't caught up on your reading yet or you have um, skipped an episode, make sure that you're checking out uh, which one you're listening to right now. Uh, We wouldn't want you to be spoiled. Um, That's pretty much it. I've done so many of these spoiler uh, uh, tags that I really have no idea what to say. I used to, like way back in the day, used to have these like funny things to say. I think I once made a Rick Ashley joke. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, But um i really don't know what else to say other than enjoy the episode welcome to the show i'm your host sean q and he just got married by an avalanche it's (laughs) jack what's up dude what is happening i don't know i guess you can hire uh forces of nature for your officiant now i didn't really realize you can i've uh i've i yeah i mean i've always in particular to monsoons right i would i would suggest staying away from mudslides it might not be a messy <laughs> wedding reception so that's funny it's crazy um, bro this is this is great i what really is, like this did you oh, like the Stormfather? i i do yeah it's really cool I think right this is, i think this is kind of cool yeah i'm it sort of happened kind of quickly right but it's still amazing i like and the, delightful I, I, I like Dalinar's rationale. He's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Uh, the Ardents won't marry us. We're going to go right. to a higher power. We're going to go to the last vestige right. of the Almighty himself. Yeah. They can't be mad at me for letting a god marry me, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain like element of Dalinar's character that's that's prevalent there, isn't there? Like, yeah. If, if, you, if you can't get it done, just go on top. Right. Right. Go to the top tier. Don't bother with 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 all this mess, all these peons. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's too yeah he's too um, important for that shit. Yeah, yeah, um, I I love it. I think uh, you know I, I think you said a little bit uh, off air there just now that mm. these two chapters kind of together were a little bit meh. There's not a lot going on. Not a lot happens. Yeah, I would have I would have think maybe I 
I might have liked uh, the end of chapter five if we had found out who the guard was. Right. Yeah. Rather I, than it be a mystery. Mm-hmm. But. I, I, um, I also think that maybe we could have squeezed in another episode and made this a, a, a little bit longer of an episode and did the mm. next chapter. But, mm-hmm. um, but the two chapter format works nicely. Um, and the other thing too is that um, it's been a while. I'll be honest. It's been a while since I read, um, actually read a copy of Oathbringer. Last time mm. I read it was uh, 20, summer of 2020 when I listened to the, all the books on Audible, which is what made me kind of try to seek out a, um, a, a Stormlight Archive podcast. And then we ended up creating our own. Um, <laughs> but it's, so it's been a while since I've actually leafed through a, the books. And, um, and also, I haven't read Oathbringer as many times as I've read Words of Radiance and Way of Kings. I think I kind Way of explained Kings, that to you right, before, right? Right, right. Um, so mm. I'm not as familiar with the book as I am. So whenever <clears throat> I started grouping the chapters together, I'm like, these will go together. And then mm-hmm. I maybe I should have put the, the chapter six in with these two chapters. But um, I think I think they're fine, too. Like, the Dalinar chapter is awesome. It's 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 really great. Uh, Ode starts out really strong. I think I like this. I know that many women who read this will see it only as further proof that I am the godless heretic everyone claims. So this is the first time we get a little more information about <clears throat> the author of this uh, this Oathbringer. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been kind of super vague, short statements up until now. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for me to ask you, do you have an idea or do you have a guess on who is the author of this, this Oathbringer? I have no idea. Um, in fact, I, I'm really not sure whether or not it's a person or whether or not it's like I think I think I mentioned this to you. Like one of my crazy mm-hmm. theories was last that, episode. Like, I think it was the sword itself that was writing this account. Right now, if it's a spren, that would be interesting. The one thing that I would say, and I, I didn't kind of, I don't think I shot down this theory last episode, and I'm not shooting it down now either. The only thing mm. I would say is that we know that sh- shard blades that are not. Um, spread attached have, to night or night's radiance right. nights or uh, right. night, uh, uh, yeah, night's radiance are dead they were killed by their knights when they break their oaths right. so i don't know if there really is a spren left to write do you know what i mean mm-hmm. we don't rate right at this moment in this these novels we don't know what became of the spren that were these blades does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Because we know that Syl is a Spren who is attached to Kaladin and she can become a Shardblade. And right. if that and. formula works the same way as it did back in the peak <clears throat> Knight's Radiant Order days, then a Shardblade that gets left behind at Feverstone Keep when people are breaking their oaths, right. we don't know what happens to the Spren that is attached. That is, in essence, that sword. We don't really know at this point in the story yet. So that could mm. change whether or not a Spren is able to write a book called Oathbringer. Or maybe they should have written it Mebringer because if <laughs> you think it's the Spren itself. I don't know. I, I just, I'm looking for an interesting author. I haven't really found it yet. Um, I mean, is it Dalinar? Yeah. Well, Dalinar. Maybe. Dalinar can't write. Right. He's a man. Well, 
and we know that he can't write. Is that well, right? All Alethi men cannot write. They can do glyphs, but they can't write. Right. But, but Yasna's be... been called a godless heretic. <clears throat> That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And she's back. And she is back. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And I think she's mentioned like quickly here in the Are first you, few. Did you just give me? Did you just give me something? Uh, I don't. Are think you so. giving it to me? That, that no, Yasna I'm not giving. It. I don't give writer you. Of... I don't give you shit, bro. I mean, if that's just to be true, then you no, I'm just saying did. that it, that I'm <laughs> I'm reminding you that Yasna okay. that that other scholars <clears throat> and other people in the Voran religion see Yasna right. as a godless heretic. Right. So let's get into hmm. it. Okay, let's get into it. Two days after Sadius was found dead, the Everstorm came again. Mm-hmm. Dalinar walked through his chambers in Urethiru. Navani, who sat at the writing desk, worked on her memoirs. He could feel something cold, even more cold than usual, blowing in from the west, and something else, an inner chill. Is that you, Stormfather? Dalinar whispered. This feeling of dread? This thing is not natural, the Stormfather said. It is unknown. This is referring to the Everstorm, isn't it? Yeah. And it's great. We got to get a little bit of a time reference here. Two days after Sadius's body was found, the Everstorm hits again. So right. it's made its way all the way around from Shattered Plains, all the way around the world. It hits Yada in uh, um, Edge Dancer, and then now hits Urethiru again. And again. The, or it hits Urethiru for the first time. Well, it says again, right? The Everstorm came again. But maybe Dalinar saying again because he experienced it at the Shattered Plains. Because he Plains. experienced it once right. before. Right. right. This thing is not natural. It is unknown. It didn't come before during the earlier desolations. No, it is new. Yeah. That's interesting. We, we get this from Yasna to wit at the end of Words of Radiance. She says, remember that this, the Everstorm is yeah. not something that Un- has happened Uncharted. Before. Yeah. Right. While she was in Shadesmar, she couldn't help <clears> herself <throat> and did some fucking research. <laughs> and she, uh, she, she says that to it. So. Hmm. Maybe it's because something new is about to happen. That's never happened before. Right. And we, we know that's true too. Right. Because Dalinar has a conversation with the almighty in the previous chapter, the uh, previous chapters that we said, and he said, things aren't the way they were before. Honor was alive Mm. last time this happened. Right. 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 So things are completely different now. Uncharted territory. The storm father didn't always reply to Dalinar. He was the soul of the storm. He could not and should not be contained. And yet, there was an almost childish petulance to the way he sometimes ignored Dalinar's questions. (laughs) It seemed that sometimes he did so merely because he didn't want Dalinar to think that he would come whenever called. Like Syl? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Everstorm appeared in the distance in its black clouds, lit from within by crackling red lightning. It surged like a cavalry, trampling the calm, ordinary clouds below. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of my little highlights in terms of the of the text. Yeah, it's really cool. Surged like a cavalry. Mm -hmm. Really like that one. 
Soon it seemed as if their lonely tower were a lighthouse, looking over a dark, deadly sea. Again, the imagery here is beautiful. Urethero, this tower, mm-hmm. it's above the storms, like a beacon of, of hope or light. Right. I really like the way that, that, that that's described mm-hmm. as it's a really lighthouse. Beautiful. It's really great. It was a haunting, it was hauntingly silent. Those red lightning bolts didn't rumble with thunder in a proper way, but the sounds didn't seem to match the flashes of red light that rose from deep within. So yeah, things are really just off the page. Yeah. Storm moves in the wrong way. It does not react like a normal storm. Doesn't recharge spheres. Yeah. Kaladin actually in the next chapter kind of expected it to charge him potentially up with some other energy. Right. But it didn't. But it didn't. And he yeah. was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I kind of agree with him. I, I would have expected that as well. Well, maybe that's a, a hint that, you know, we know that the storm fathers, high storms have storm light in it, which is what is captured in the gems and is what Kaladin uses. Right. Right. So, if this lightning, the thunder, the storm itself is acting differently, then maybe you're right when you say this different energy could, should have charged him up. Maybe it's because it's a different kind of energy that it's not. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? We know that that energy is doing yeah. something to the parchment. Yeah. Right. Navani slipped up behind him. She wrapped her arms around him, resting her head against his shoulder, and he noticed that she'd removed the glove from her safe hand. Hmm. Slender, gorgeous fingers, delicate, with the nails painted a blushing red. Any further word from the West? Dalinar whispers. In this paragraph, it says it did not recharge the spheres. Yeah, I already covered that with you. Mm-hmm. I like, I really like some of the language that we're getting here between Dalinar and, and Navani. It's, it's bloody, it's hot. Yeah, I have, dude, I have in capital <laughs> letters with 12 exclamation points. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. Like, this is, super hot. this, this scene here with <clears throat> Dalinar and Navani is... I think as sexy as Sanderson lets himself get, like this is safe it hand, might... glove is removed. I know. There's, I think there's I a know. moment where he describes her breasts pushing up against him. I was like, shit, bro. Like that, that got hot, <laughs> you know? The span reads are a buzz. The monarchs are delaying a response, but I suspect that soon they'll realize they have to listen to us. I think you underestimate the stubbornness a crown can press into a man or woman's mind, Navani. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. High storms were the ultimate expression of nature's power, wild, untamed, sent to remind man of his insignificance. However, high storms never seemed hateful. This storm was different. It felt vengeful. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's funny that it seems vengeful, but you know, like the high storms, the, the damage that, that they, you know, cause, mm-hmm. like how much different are we talking here? Well, the, 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 like this seems vengeful, but high storms are incredibly dangerous and have caused 
in numerous damage and death as well. Right. I think that Dalinar saying it without really knowing exactly what he means, mm. but he can feel that it's different. Like mm-hmm. a high storm comes through and yeah. it might ruin your fence or you, and you have to build your house a certain way in order for <laughs> right. the windows not to blast out. But at least, at the very least, it gives you storm light. You can replenish your spheres. You can have light. Yeah. It, it gives back in, in some way. It might be destructive, but it doesn't do things out of spite. And what he's saying here is the Everstorm feels vengeful. It feels like it's not, not good. <laughs> <laughs> in any way. Right. Well, in, in, in that it's new and different, the peoples of Roshar are having to deal with, I, I suppose, like, if you orient your entire village or city to defend against a high mm. storm, and then this Everstorm comes in a completely different direction. Right. Yeah, you know what? Maybe vengeful is the right word, because mm. it seems like the gods have abandoned you, or they're enacting some kind of revenge right because they don't care that you've prepared and that you've you've got everything on the leeward side and it's protected and Mm -hmm. the you know like that's the the, you're right the language here is important because it says high storms never seemed hateful they it felt uh, it it felt vengeful never seemed and these are hate vengeance but there's a theme here and we know that one of the guys the guy that dalinar is going to have to deal with odium Mm-hmm. Odium is another word for hate and mm-hmm. vengeance or, or not vengeance, but hate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anger. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really nice language. Really good grammar here. Houses ripped apart, screams of occupants lost to the tempest. People caught in their fields, running in a panic before the unpredicted storm cities blasted with lightning towns cast into shadow Fields swept barren, vast seas of glowing red eyes. Mm-hmm. Dalinar hissed out a long, slow breath. Was that real? he whispered. Yes, the Stormfather said. The enemy rides this storm. And he's aware of you, Dalinar. Not a vision of the past, not some possibility of the future. His kingdom, his people, his entire world was being attacked. Yeah, he says it right there, right? The enemy rides the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely connected to this odium. <clears throat> Though it was not as destructive as he'd feared, it would still leave thousands dead, cities broken. It would steal the parchment laborers and turn them into void bringers, loosed on the public. All in all, this storm would exact a price in blood from Roshar that hadn't been seen since. Well, since the desolations. Mm-hmm. What did you... Sorry, you did what you could, Dalinar, she whispers. Don't insist on carrying this failure as a burden. I won't. So uh, similar to Kaladin, right? Yeah. yeah and the, In fact, remember, that's exactly what he mm-hmm. Remember the, uh, the, the, the through lines we made uh, in the first book where mm-hmm. Kaladin and Dalinar were both kind of on... Us the same traje- trajectory like they were mm-hmm. kind of running parallel to each other in kind of their stories well this is another like a throwback to that almost right like Cal would have reacted the same way right she caresses his chin I don't believe you Delinar Colon I can read the truth 
in the tightness of your muscles, the set of your jaw. I know that you, while being crushed beneath a boulder, would insist that you've got it under control and ask to see field reports from your men. That's another one of my highlights. Mm-hmm. Being crushed by a boulder and acting as if everything's fine. Yeah. That's Dalinar. For sure. The scent of her was intoxicating. And those entrancing, brilliant, violet eyes. Are we not being... Isn't that something that we should be picking up on, is the color of her eyes? I don't think so. She has no. light eyes, just there's different kinds, right? Like light green, light blue. I thought violet, violet was uh, becoming a thing in this. I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. You need to relax, Dalinar. Navani, he says. She looked at him, questioning, so beautiful. Far more gorgeous than when they'd been young. He'd swear it. For how could anyone be as beautiful as she was now? I wrote a note after that sentence, mm-hmm. which again goes to my <laughs> conspiracy theories. Shit, dude. Um, sorry, pal. I just got to do it. He'd yeah. swear it for how, how could anyone be as beautiful as she was now? And I just wrote, for some reason, I wrote under a spell. Mm-hmm. He he technically is, right? He doesn't remember his wife. So when he's That's saying how could anyone point. be as beautiful as she is now, well, technically right. you are omitting one person that you did marry before and you don't remember her at all. So, yeah. A tiny little bit. I'm just, I, I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah. He seized her by the back of her head and pulled her mouth to his own. Passion woke within him, and she pressed her body to his, breasts pushing against him through the thin gown. He drank of her lips, her mouth, her scent. Passion spread fluttered around them like crystal flakes of snow. Did, um... Amazing. Did Anne Rice write that paragraph? Because that is sexy <laughs> as fuck, bro. Like, that is, is super sexy. And drank of her lips like... <laughs> Thank you. And now, when, whenever you see snowflakes coming from the bedrooms of your of your yeah. teenage uh, your teenage uh, ch- children's rooms, you're like, you'll I know. know what you've been up to. Yeah, you've been making out with Dalinar again. <laughs> Dalinar stopped himself and stepped back. Dalinar, she says, your stubborn refusal to get seduced is making me question my feminine wiles. Control is more is important to me, Navani. Mm-hmm. You know how I was and what I became when I was a man with no control. I will not surrender now. I really hope that this book deals with that answer. With with what he he just alluded to? With who, yeah, with who he was. Mm -hmm. So far in the flashbacks, we're not quite... I mean, not quite getting it. He's but. 18 years old in the flashbacks, right? He's barely, barely grown yet. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's got some, we have some time mm-hmm. here to, to learn. I won't push you, but I need to know, is this how it's going to continue? Teasing and dancing on the edge? No, he said, staring out over the darkness. That would be an exercise in futility. A general knows not to set himself up for battles he cannot win. Well, then what? I'll find a way to do it right. With oaths. There's Mm -hmm. our title. Yeah. The oaths were vital. The promise. 
the act of being bound together. Interesting that, you know, being bound, it really kind of speaks to the spren, the relationship. It's true. The bond, the nail bond. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The bondsmith. Yeah, he is. That's right. He is the bondsmith. You're right. Right. How, she said, I'm as religious as the next woman, more than most actually, but Kadash turned us down, as did Ladent, even Rushu. She squeaked when I mentioned it and literally ran away. Chanada, Dalinar says, speaking of the senior ardent of the war camps. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this Chanada because it's very close to Canada. It is. I feel like <laughs> she could be prime, prime minister. Captain Ch- 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 Chanada. Ch- Ch- <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from uh, Ottawa, I'm Ontario, Canada. Yeah, <laughs> Ontario, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> um, she spoke to Kadash and had him go to each of the Ardens. She probably did it the moment she heard we were recording. So no Arden will marry us. Navani says they consider us siblings. You're stretching to find an impossible accommodation continue with this and it's going to leave a lady wondering if you actually care have you ever th- have you ever thought that dalinar says sincerely well no you are the woman i love dalinar says pulling her tight a woman i have always loved then who cares she said let the ardents hide a damnation with ribbons around their ankles blasphemous I'm not the one telling everyone that God is dead. Right. No, I think that was Trent Reznor in Heresy, actually, on uh, The Downward Spiral. Right. I think, he told, I think he Trent did, is he the one who said He did say that, God. didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. God nice, is nice dead and no, no one cares. Good. There you go. Yeah. I like that Dalinar's um, like, not everyone. Yeah, not, not everyone. Yeah, the he hasn't told everybody had, about it. Yeah, he hasn't told everyone. Not everyone, yeah. The scholars had discovered long chains and cages. Apparently used for lowering spheres down into the storms. Mm-hmm. Cool, right? I because they're this. so they're above it, right? Yeah, dude. The imagery of this is so, so vivid. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. So they'd be able to renew their spheres if the high storms ever returned. Mm-hmm. In other parts of the world, the weeping had restarted, then fitfully stopped. It might start again, or the proper storms might start up. Nobody knew, and the storm father refused. To enlighten him. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't like the withholding. I don't like the secrecy. I don't like the little half truth that he told earlier with the Stormfather. It would be really, really easy if the Stormfather <laughs> just told him how everything worked, right? Like, hey, listen, we're on time crunch here. Honor's dead. Remember, he, he's not around to guide us. The uh, heralds have all, all decided not to help. So, can you just fucking tell me how this shit works? I know, <laughs> but that's that's my point. Obscurity is a fraud to hide nothing, right? So based on that, it makes me think that the Stormfather's a fraud. It's also a uh, um, uh, a tool that Sanderson uses for us to not get everything all at once. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's called. Is it called Nana and a Boo Boo? It's called You're, plot I'm, armor. I'm not telling it's, you. Yeah, yeah it's, plot armor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Navani entered and pulled the thick drapes drapings closed over the doorway, tying them tightly in place. This room was heaped with furniture and chairs lining the walls, rolled rugs. There was even a standing mirror. 
rounded of something that had been carved first from weevil wax, then soul cast into hardwood. Mm -hmm. They had deposited all this here for him, as if worried about their high prince living in simple stone quarters. It's kind of funny that they kind of have him wrong, right? Like, yeah. Like Dalinar's Mister, like no, no, I just need the bare the the basics. But right. but because of his position, mm-hmm. they still think, well, we can't have our high prince live live like this. We have to right make it fancier for him. But they've got that wrong about him. Yeah, they kind of they they went shopping at Bed Bath and <clears throat> Beyond when he's more of an IKEA guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just. I think he's more a <laughs> like soapbox and iron kettle kind of guy. <laughs> he's he's more like stone slab and oh, bucket yeah. to pee in. That's what he is. Yeah. Like, well, this, this boulder was dropped by the high storm. Yeah, that's good. It, it would be, although it would be really funny if, you know, you know how Adolin likes fashion. If for some reason <sighs> Dalinar just liked interior decor, like that was his thing. It's like, ooh, look at that pillow. <laughs> 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 that's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> we might get that out of Adolin yet. Maybe, yeah. I hope so. Um, let's have someone clear this out for me tomorrow. There's room enough for, for it in the chamber next door, which we can turn into a sitting room or a common room. So he's willing to like get rid of it all. Yeah. It was made to feel him more, to make, make him feel more comfortable, but he's, he's willing to let it all go. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need for it. For all his impatience to advance on the battlefield... This was one area in which he'd always needed encouragement, mm-hmm. referring to Navani. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Same as it, same as it had been all those years ago. Right. So he's like, and it's like ellipses here, yep. right? Is, so is he talking about how he needed her to to help him and encourage him or is he talking about his wife i think it's in general so i think the statement goes across he just needed encouragement even back then in in this area when it came to matters of the heart right or matters of love matters of passion Mm -hmm. he has i think trouble being you know vulnerable and intimate like sure and i i think he's you know, definitely that kind of person. Every rose has its blackthorn. <laughs> when I married last, Dalinar said softly, I did many things wrong. I started wrong. Hmm. I wouldn't say that. You married for her breastplate. But many marriages are for political reasons. That doesn't mean you were wrong. If you'll recall, we all encouraged you to do it. Mm-hmm. See, this is so that so that goes against we, my my theory because okay, I thought ahead. that Navani and Dalinar had this this flame. They did before from Navani big, and Gavilar got married, <clears throat> right? But I figured that it was you know that it was Navani that was the you know the holdup, right? Or the but now Navani is saying to Dalinar, if you remember, we were trying to... Yeah, my, your brother and encourage I were you. trying to encourage you to be with Shh. <clears throat> yeah. To be with Shush. Yeah. Yeah. Now, kind of convenient that you're saying, you're saying to a guy who can't remember, if you'll remember. Right. Kind of convenient. He Just he saying. He kind of 
lays it out for here here in a, in a, in a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I like that, you know, Navani knows that something's up, but this he's giving her really the, the guts here of the, the, the problem, right? As always, when he heard his dead wife's name, the word was replaced to his hearing with a breezy sound of rushing air. So the wind. The wind. So is his dead wife the wind? Maybe. He... (laughs) She's like the wind. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's (laughs) so good. Oh, dude. Uh, Keep going. (laughs) That's so good. It's it's Patrick Swayze, isn't it? It is, dude. Okay. Can we just... Can we just decide? Okay, maybe we'll do a pod or this, a side pod. How awesome um, I mean, we, you and I, you know, I feel like when we talk, <laughs> we mainly talk about the, these novels, and and I love these novels, and I love talking to you about them. But mm-hmm. one of the other things that bind us and uh, like bind us together <clears throat> as friends is our love of music. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were both lead singers in bands, and we, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean. Like we have this deep love for music, and we don't get to talk about it professionally as much as we'd like mm-hmm. to. But the first thing that I'd like to talk about is. If we ever do a pod for music is, can we fucking talk about how amazing the Dirty Dancing, the Dirty soundtrack, Dancing is? soundtrack is? Yes. Can we please <laughs> yeah. fucking talk about that someday? Well, that's for a later yeah. date, but seriously, it's so solid. It's so good. It's so good. Being able to um, like make a hybrid album of old classic music that would have existed, mm. um, that they listened to in the Catskills back then in that time, and then modern 86, 84 music. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's so good. Okay. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> it's it's okay. Yeah. I'm going to start. Um, total aside. Incur- we all encourage you to do it, Dalinar. As always, when he heard his dead wife's name, it became a breezy sound of rushing air. I thought that was a clue, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to replace her, Dalinar, Navani says. Sounding concerned. I know you still have affection for shh. It's all right. I can share you with her memory. Hmm. So she, so Navani doesn't really know. <clears throat> she doesn't know that he doesn't remember his wife. He knows, she knows that he went to the Night Watcher and struck a deal with her. Right. She doesn't really know what that deal was, but she's about to find out, which is really fucking awesome. Oh, how little they all understood. Mm-hmm. He turned toward Navani, set his jaw against the pain and said it. I don't remember her, Navani. She looked at him with a frown, as if she thought she hadn't heard him correctly. I can't remember my wife at all. I don't know her face. Portraits of her are a fuzzy smudge to my eyes. Mm. Her name is taken from me whenever spoken, like someone has plucked it away. I don't remember what she and I said when we first met. I can't even remember seeing her at the feast that night when she first arrived. It's all a blur. I can remember some events surrounding my wife, but nothing of the actual details. It's all just gone. That's huge. Yeah. Navani raised her safe hand fingers to her mouth, and from the way... Her brow knit with concern. He figured he must look like he was in agony. He slumped down in a chair across from her. The alcohol, she said softly, or asked softly. Something more. She breathed out the old magic. 
Right. You said you knew both your boon and your curse. He nods. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dalinar. People glance at me when her name comes up, and they give me these looks of pity. They see me keeping a stiff expression, and they assume I'm being stoic. They infer hidden pain when really I'm just trying to keep up. It's hard to follow a conversation where half of it keeps slipping away from your brain. That's great. <clears throat> it's awesome. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. Navani, maybe I did grow to love her. I can't remember. Not one moment of intimacy, not one fight, not a single word she ever said to me. She's gone leaving debris that mars my memory. I can't remember how she died. That one gets to me, because there are parts of that day I know I should remember. Something about a city in rebellion against my brother and my wife being taken hostage. This is legit the most we've ever known about this whole thing. That's right. So much. Okay, so we already kind of knew Dalinar was drinking a lot back like six years ago whenever yep. uh, Zeth kills his brother. Yep. So she says the alcohol. So obviously as a guess, it as wasn't to why just, I can't remember. Yeah. Not just we know about it because we've been <clears throat> right. in his POV for three, for three books now, but other people like Navani obviously knew he was a drunk back then. But this whole last line here, that one gets to me because there are parts of that day. I know I should remember something about a city in rebellion against my brother and my wife being taken hostage. That is literally the juiciest nugget of this whole mystery we've ever gotten. I have a, th- a theory to, to throw in here. Okay. It early, could, and it could be, it's early outrageous it's probably theory. The obvious. It's probably the obvious one, but yeah. it just sort of, <clears throat> so Dalinar, the Blackthorn, what if the Blackthorn took shh, away? Like she what was if taken hostage is, and he's the one who took her hostage? That and or what if Dalinar is responsible for her death, which is why he needs to forget. He needed the old magic in order to survive. Right. If he was to keep going, it was the only way. It's he had to get it's a, rid of it's her a good entirely. Theory. For sure, it's a good theory. Yeah. Um, we obviously now, know that something could be the, happened to her. That could be the obvious one. That could be the right. obvious one. Right. <clears throat> I still kind of like my more convoluted theories of like, you know, that her memory is was suppressed. But here's Navani saying, "Look, I'm not trying to replace her." So she, it's like Navani is denying every one of my theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's that's true. the thing. Navani's like, she like, is. No, she's shutting no. me down in the tech. It's like Sanderson's like Jack. No, you're wrong. Yeah, remember, you're remember. wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like there's director's commentary, like looking right at you, sir. Yeah. No. Yeah. There, no. there is a little bit more of uh, an extension <clears throat> of this little nugget here in this next paragraph. I know. Yeah. Um, Navani settled down on the seat beside down. Oh no! Right before it, the paragraph. Right oh, before sorry. It. Yeah, yeah. The thrill. That's right. So it says here uh, something about a city in rebellion against my brother and my wife being taken hostage. That, and a long march alone accompanied only by hatred and the thrill. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks to my, what I just said. We know he that remembered Dalinar those emotions to, vividly. 
sorry, we, we know that Dalinar grew to be sickened by the thrill. Right. So it's another little, another little clue that somehow he was full of hatred and the thrill back then. He remembered those emotions vividly. He'd brought vengeance to those who had taken his wife from him. So maybe he remembers that. He, well, he does, right? Because he's just saying it in his inner monologue right now. Maybe he, he, he does d- remember that he brought vengeance on whoever took his wife, but he doesn't really remember her at all. But he remembers right. events surrounding her, but just not her. Right. And that doesn't mean that he couldn't have taken her, because what it could mean is that he took vengeance upon those that created the Blackthorn. Yeah, I, I like everything you're saying right now. It's um, it's definitely more reading into the text than I did on any of the times I read it. Um, obviously, mm. after the first time, I knew the result of, and like the secret, you know. After I, I like I, I learned through the flashbacks <clears throat> what's what's what, but I like this. I like this. Navani settled down on the seat beside Dalinar, resting her head on his shoulder. Would that I could create a Fabriel, she whispered, to take away the this kind of pain. I think, I think losing her must have hurt me terribly, Dalinar whispers, because of what it drove me to do. I am left with only the scars. Regardless, Navani, I want it to be right with us. No mistakes. Done properly with oaths. Spoken to you before someone. Mere words, she says. This is interesting to me. Mere words? Mere words. Um, it's kind of my t- Alter- my alternate title. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's my alternate title is Mere Words because it was the, it was kind of a big thing for me thinking about Navani, like just writing off all oaths. Mm-hmm. Like it might even... Oh, yeah, oh, I don't know. Here's my other little theory. Uh-oh. Jeez, could this be, is what happens when we don't record for a couple of weeks. Jack's just full of theories. It could, it could be a hint. It could be a hint that Navani is suspicious of the Knights Radiant. Maybe. The return of them. Mere words? The oaths, the words spoken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mere words to this character. She, Why? Th- that's definitely what, looking what, what deeper into those two words than, than what is <clears throat> stated here. What, sh- what she's know, stating just, is that I, I love know. you and us saying something in front of an ardent doesn't I mean know, anything. I, I love you regardless and I'll be, I'll be yeah. unwed with you for the rest of our lives. But Dalinar's like, uh-uh. We ain't doing the, the you know what until we get married right. kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to have ourselves some words yeah. and they're going to be spoken in front of someone. Yeah. You don't get to drink the milk for free, honey. You need to buy this cow right. is what Dalinar is saying. You got to buy this cow. I never, I really never liked that metaphor. That's a horrible metaphor. What? To buy the cow? Yeah. That's fucking cow? stupid. I hated that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. don't want to buy a cow. Yeah. No, I don't. no, it also leave, re- it refers to women the cows as cows. Alone. It's fucking horrible. <clears throat> Leave the cows alone. Words are the most important things in my life right now, says Dalinar. That's interesting too. Mm-hmm. There, in fact, it really in, in those two sentences are back to back. It's basically Sanderson saying these two are opposites, mm-hmm. and they attract. Yeah, like I don't want to make another Paula Abdul joke, but 
<laughs> two steps forward and three steps back, right? We can bring Paul Abdul into this. She deserves think, her day in the sun. I, she, I mean, yeah, I think she, actually, I think she had her day in the sun. I miss, Anyways. I miss Paula. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I wouldn't want to put him in that position. A foreign priest from the Azish, maybe. They're almost Vorin. <laughs> that would be tantamount to declaring myself a heretic. It goes too far. I will not defy the Vorin church. He paused. I might be willing to sidestep it, though. What? He looked upward toward the ceiling. Maybe we go to someone with authority greater than theirs. You want a spren to marry us? I think it's interesting that she knew exactly what he meant. Because he looks to the he looks upwards to the sky, right? <clears throat> right. Says towards the ceiling, but he's really looking up at the sky. Using a foreign priest would be heretical, but not a spren. The Stormfather is the largest remnant of honor, Dalinar says. He's a sliver of the Almighty himself. It is the closest thing to a god we have left. Oh, I'm not objecting, Navani says. I'd let a confused dishwasher marry us. <laughs> I just think it's a little unusual. It's the best we're going to get, assuming he is willing. Is that a proposal? Yes, Dalinar Colon. Surely you can do better. He rested his hand on the back of her head touching her black hair, which she had left loose. Better than you, Navani? No, I don't think that I could. I don't think that any man has ever had a chance better than this. She smiled, and her only reply was a kiss. Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, what dude. a great... Uh, I love this it's, romance it's between killer. them. Yeah, it's, it's so it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, can we... I just. I don't want to dwell on it too long, but I do feel like Navani... Is a little bit horned up for for Dalinar here. I don't, I, you don't want to like sexualize her too much. But I would let a dishwasher. Like, uh, she, I would let a okay, fucking dishwasher all, marry us. First of all, we, we should probably say a few words. Dishwashing is a noble profession. It is. It is a good calling. I mean, for her to say, "Look, I'll let a dishwasher." Like, come on. Yeah. Really? We're gonna pick on the dishwashers, Navani. Okay. You probably, you know what? The dishwashers would probably throw a damn fucking good party too for you guys afterwards. Hell yeah, they would. Yeah. Go out, everyone go watch The Bear, dishwashing, kitchens, it's yeah. amazing. Oh, gosh, okay. I love The Bear. Yeah, it's okay. Awesome. Point of view change. Dalinar was surprisingly nervous, as several hours later he rode one of Urthiro's strange fabral lifts toward the roof of the tower. Again, with the lowering of the cages, with the Urthiro, the storm above, um, the fabrials, just Roshar, the Shattered Plains, I really want... I really want an animated version of all of this. Yes, so you can just see but, it. But if we could convince Denis or D Denis Villeneuve Fuck, man. to direct Stormlight and commit to it, it would be absolutely brilliant. I mean, first off, Denis Villeneuve <laughs> is brilliant. He's just, yeah, he's a, he makes he's a genius. amazing films. Um, yeah. I just, a live action Stormlight scares me. Everything, well, not, ad adaptations okay. just scare me. I know they, 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 they do me as well. However, Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve is, is great. Like somebody like that could bring this like 
I don't know. Br- br- bring the artistry level up. I mean, he's doing he's doing a bang up job with <clears throat> Dune and Dune. There yeah, are some. Killer. I've always felt there's some similarities between Dune and Starlight. Yeah. There's yeah. We we haven't we still haven't pot, potted on that. Yeah, we, we we will we will. There's plenty of years mm-hmm. of pods to come. Okay. Um, the lifts. Yeah, I love I love the imagery of these lifts. Um, in the central shaft, windows made up one wall, a pure single unbroken pane of glass hundreds of feet tall i like this because it's unbroken yeah it's not shattered yeah yeah the imagery is is solid adolin (laughs) and renarin rode with him along with a few guards and shalon devar navani was already up above but why should he be nervous he could hardly keep his hands from shaking you'd think he was some silk covered virgin not a general well into his middle years (laughs) <laughs> he felt a rumbling deep within him. The Stormfather was being responsive at the moment, for which he was grateful. I'm surprised, Dalinar whispered to the Spren. You agreed to this so willingly. Grateful, but still surprised. I respect all oaths, the Stormfather <laughs> responded. And that's a little thing that I don't like. You don't like that he respects all oaths? Yeah. Why? All oaths, really? Okay, well... No, within reason no, no no discernment what's you're just gonna say I, blanket I, I love all oaths <clears throat> again i oath to kill all babies stormfather's like yeah, yeah let's do this yeah let's it's an oath all right yeah, let's go. babies are dead oaths i got my oaths t-shirt on <laughs> <laughs> i got my oaths painted on my face it's uh that's that's what the o on the classic senator's yeah. jersey is it's just <laughs> yeah, an o, o for oaths. oaths yeah that's what it is <laughs> um yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't know, oaths, all, I'm a fan of all of them. Are you a fan of all of them, Stormfather, because eventually they all become broken? Maybe. Because it's a promise that you can't keep? It's an ideal that you can't live up to? Well, he says, he asks the question here, Dalinar <clears throat> says, what about foolish oaths? Made in, Made haste, in haste or in ignorance? Yeah. There are no foolish oaths. All men are the mark of men and true spren over beasts and subspren. Ooh, subspren. Oh. Well, I think that we know what subspren are, right? The mark of intelligence, like free will, spren. and choice. Subspren are like yeah. anger spren and wind spren, right? Like Well even Sill says something like hunting spren later on, the the gloom spren. Yeah. Gloomy sprens. I don't like the hunting. Spren should be extreme. They were forces of nature, but was this how honor himself, the Almighty, had thought? That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. The balcony <clears throat> grounds um, ground its inexorable way toward the top of the tower. They passed level after level of unexplored space, which bothered Dalinar. I love that. Mm-hmm. Little highlight there. So even as he's getting married, yeah, going up through all these levels, he's thinking, we haven't checked that out. It could, right. be, un- it could be unsafe. Like, it's, it's like... It's like Love going it. through a dungeon crawl in D&D and then knowing the f- way room. forward is forward. But yeah, but you, there's something, yeah. we got to check that room out. What if there's something yeah. really important in there? Yeah. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the way right now to marry this elven ranger that I've, that I like claim I know from the past and, but we haven't checked what's in that room. There, what's in that room? Yeah. I, literally my whole <laughs> life I've been wanting to mel- marry her, but what if but, there's like five silver in that room? We, yeah. we need to make sure there's no five silver. <laughs> okay. The lift finally reached the top floor, and his guards scrambled to open the gates. 
Those were from Bridge 13 these days. He'd assigned Bridge 4 to other responsibilities, considering them too important for simple guard duty, now that they were close to becoming Radiance. Hmm. Again, I love it. Love That's Bridge awesome. 4's ascension. Awesome. Yeah. Pillars designed with representations of the Orders of Radiance up here. A set of steps took him through a trap door onto the very roof of the tower. This roof was still over a hundred yards wide. Dalinar wasn't sure what to make of the fact that no one, not even his sons, had questioned him when he'd announced his intent to marry in the middle of the night, on the roof of the tower. He'd searched out Navani and was shocked to see that, he, that she'd found a traditional bridal crown. The intricate headdress of jade and turquoise complemented her wedding gown, red for luck. Mm-hmm. was embroidered with gold and shaped in a much looser style than the Hava, with wide sleeves and a graceful drape. Mm-hmm. She, let me tell you something. <clears throat> Navani has had this fucking dress packed in a box for fucking months now. When she came back <laughs> and she was like, I came to the Shattered Plains for you, Dalinar. She had already right. bought that fucking dress. That dress was already packed and folded. Well, it says that he he was shocked to see that that she had it. Um, she, I'm just going to point every out every scene. Every scene she's in, she's holding the box. Dollars yeah. or something. And I can what's, what's that the you box? Got there? Now, oh, nothing. Don't st- stop looking at the box. <laughs> what's in the box? Wait, what's in um, the box? She, uh, it's red. It's red, dude. I mean, yeah, I know we can't read every time there's something red, but but it yeah. read for luck. It says, yeah, right. Okay. Red for luck. Should Dalinar have found something more traditional to wear himself? He suddenly felt a little... Sorry, su- suddenly felt a, like a dusty, empty frame hung beside the gorgeous painting that was Navani in her wedding regalia. I love that he referred to it as a painting. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Elokar stiffly stood at her side, wearing a formal golden coat. Awkward. Awkward. He'd been resting a great deal lately. They had invited some others too. Bright Lord Aladar and his daughter, Sabariel and his mistress, Kalami and Teshev, to act as witnesses. He felt relieved to see them there. He'd feared Navani would be unable to find women willing to notarize the wedding. A smattering of Dalinar's officers and scribes, he spotted a surprising face. Kadash, the ardent, had come as requested. His scarred, bearded face didn't look pleased, but he had come, which was a good sign. Mm-hmm. So, Perhaps with everything else happening in the world, a high prince marrying his widowed sister-in-law wouldn't cause too much of a stir. So we know from Way of Kings <clears throat> that Kadash is an old family friend. When, Dalin, uh, when Adolin is still questioning his father's sanity about the codes and the visions and everything that's happening during the high storms with him. He goes to Kadash. Kadash is the ardent he talks to for advice. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just wanted to remind us that this is not just some ardent. This is a guy we've had dealings with before and that Adolin trusted enough to go to him when he thought his father was insane. So it's a really close friend of Dalinar's. Dalinar stepped up to Navani. You look amazing. And how did you find that? A lady must be prepared. You're so right. She She's, bought it. Dude, 
She's yeah, had it. She bought it. Yeah, probably, she probably bought it the day before her wedding to Gavilar. <laughs> this is this is what I'm going to wear when I marry Gavilar next month. This one's going to be in 20 years from what now. What I wear, when yeah. I wear so. <laughs> when I marry Dalinar. <laughs> Absolutely. This She's prepared. Yeah, I like that. Be prepared. Yeah. Okay, Gavilar would not appreciate how his son had been handled. Despite his best intentions, Dalinar had trodden down the boy and seized power. Elokar's time recuperating had worsened the situation as Dalinar had grown accustomed to making decisions on his own. Which is why Elokar was feeling sort of squeezed out. Mm. And you know what? Dalinar doesn't sound like he's remorseful about it. He's just like, this is what has to be. It's what had to be done. Right. Yeah. However, Dalinar would be lying to himself if he said that that was where it had begun. His actions had been done for the good of Alethkar, for the good of Rashar itself, but that didn't deny the fact that step by step he'd usurped the throne, despite claiming all along he had no intention of doing so. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting how the way in which you sort of maybe come to understand the events of a given thing, it can be sort of turned on its head. Yeah. And we can, we also, we also lie to ourselves about certain things too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Elokar's way of seeing the situation is probably very vastly different from what Dalinar is saying to us right now. Right. Yeah. That was, yeah. Dalinar let go of Navani with one hand and rested it on his nephew's shoulders. I'm sorry, son, he said. You always are, uncle, Elokar said. Doesn't stop you but I don't suppose that it should. Your life is defined by deciding what you want and then seizing it. The rest of us could learn from that if only we could figure out how to keep up. Dalinar winced. I have things to discuss with you, plans that you might appreciate. But for tonight, I simply ask your blessing, if you can find it to give. This will make my mother happy, Elokar said, so... Fine. Elokar kissed his mother on the forehead, then left them, striding across the rooftop. At first, Dalinar worried the king would stalk down below, but he stopped beside one of the more distant... Braziers. <laughs> Braziers. <laughs> I want to make sure I got it right. Warming his hands. Well, Navani said, the only one missing is your spren, Dalinar. If he's going to... A strong breeze struck the top of the tower, carrying with it the scent of recent rainfall, of wet stone and broken branches. Navani gasped, pulling against Dalinar. A presence emerged in the sky. The storm father encompassed everything, a face that stretched to both horizons. Regarding the men imperiously, the air became strangely still, and everything but the tower's top seemed to fade. It was as if they had slipped into a place outside of time itself. Mm-hmm. I love the scene. Is that a clue? Outside of time? The out of time? Is that a little... I don't know if it's a clue. Okay. You, you seem to think that there is some kind of temporal aspect to the series. You've said it a few times. Yeah, I do. I feel like... I feel like it's like attempts to get something right but it keeps going wrong yet 
the characters involved or the attempts that are involved, like the Knights Radiant from before, sending someone to, you know, fight the, to fight the desolations, like the strategy, <clears throat> the strategy is not always the same, but the essence of the characters are being recycled if you will i yeah. I, I i i like the theory i think i i i understand I don't know where if it comes I'm right. from i just i mean just it, because of i the, don't think of that the... characters are being reused <clears throat> that's definitely something that's in wheel of time and i would say to you okay. yeah because uh characters are sort of uh, the soul of characters are reborn age after age um Sanderson would definitely mm. not have used that because that's already, that was right, a big facet done. of Wheel of Time. But right, I okay. understand what you're saying because when the Desolations yeah. restart over and over again and things get better, right. everyone gets good, and then the Desolations come back again, it's like yeah. this large game of Groundhog Day, but like on a thousand year type of, let's try this again, let's try this again but also, kind of thing. But also there are levels too. It's like it's like layers of Groundhog Day where where... If if you accomplish this, then you can be, be honored enough to fight in the Tranquiline Halls right. to then accomplish this. That's a whole other you know, thing. Like it, it, Tranquiline Halls is a whole other thing <laughs> that we haven't even yeah. really, we haven't even really talked about. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but we don't even yeah. really know anything about them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we don't, or we I don't. don't. Well, we, we don't um, know anything about them. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, he'd usurp the throne. You always are, Uncle. Doesn't stop you because he says, "I'm sorry." I'm. So oh, and if Dalinar is always sorry, I think this is a very strong case that Dalinar is also Canadian. He is because he's always saying that he's sorry. <laughs> a presence emerged in the sky. It was the Stormfather. It was all. It was as if they had slipped into a place outside of time itself. Oaths, the Stormfather rumbled, are the soul of righteousness. If you are to survive the coming tempest, oaths must guide you. I am comfortable with oaths, Stormfather, Dalinar called up to him, as you know. Yes, the first in millennia to bind me. Somehow, Dalinar felt the Spren's attention shifting to Navani. And you. Do oaths hold meaning to you? The right oaths, hmm. Navani said. I love it measured answer i love it as yeah, well yeah and your oath to this man i swear it to him and to you and any who care to listen dalinar colon is mine and i am his you have broken oaths before all people have navani said unbowed we're frail and foolish this one i will not break i vow it so good so good but interesting and again you have broken oaths before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what's in navani's past that the Stormfather is aware of or knows about right well like, maybe we... we'll find out someday yeah someday. the Stormfather seemed content with this though it was far from a traditional alethi wedding oath bondsmith he asks i swear it likewise dalinar says holding to her. Navani Colon is mine, and I am hers. I love her. So be it. Now, he says I love her, but she doesn't say that back in her oath. No, she doesn't. Just saying. Okay. All right. Hold, on. Had... hold on a second here. Enough of this. 
enough of this propaganda, <laughs> this versus Navani propaganda. I will not Listen. stand for it. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm give gonna you an pick. oath right now. I'm gonna pick until I'm at the end of all ten books. I am gonna okay. turn this podcast around, pick, Mister. Pick, pick, pick. pick. <laughs> Don't make me turn this podcast around. Listen. If I, <laughs> I just love her so much. I, I don't. You know, I know I you just do. Love her. I know you do. But you could. But you could have a, another understanding with this rest of this book plus rhythm that I don't have. <laughs> it's true. And you could be delighting in the complexity of her, not just that she's amazing. It's as true. a forthright character. And as you once stated of the Stormfather, he's a liar. I just spent an entire book last book with words lying to you about Yasna. So I could yeah, be playing the long game. I could be playing you the extreme playing long game. Lo exactly. You did. And that's, you did that with, with Yasna. You're right. You You're, did. I am right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm right. And I also love Navani regardless. Okay. All right. Okay. Whatever. I don't, I don't care if you're playing me, that's fine. I'm just, I'll just pick along as I, as I do what I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love her, so be it. Dalinar had anticipated thunder and lightning, some kind of celestial trump of victory, but instead, the timelessness ended. The breeze passed. The Stormfather vanished. All through the gathered guests, smoky blue osprey rips, sorry, rings burst out above their heads. But not Navani's. Instead, she was ringed by glory spren, the golden lights rotating over her head. Nearby, Sabariel rubbed his temple as if trying to understand what he'd seen. Dalinar's new guards sagged, looking suddenly exhausted. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Um, glory Spren versus Awe Spren. Why do you think Navani has glory instead of awe? I think because she's just so fucking proud of being Dalinar's wife. Everyone else was in awe of what just happened. Interesting word you used. You just said came proud. down and married these two, whereas she's yeah. not really focused on the Stormfather. She's focused on what just happened between her and D Dalinar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, th uh, um, maybe alter glory. alternate theory, she finally trapped him into a marriage and her glory. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cue red lightning. It could be that. Yeah. Maybe. The true evil of the story has just revealed itself with glory spread. <laughs> All right, fine. Shut up. <laughs> um, shut up. <laughs> shut up. You're making me feel bad. Okay, the golden lights rotate. Well, okay, nearby, Sabariel rubbed his, rubbed his temple as if trying to understand what he'd seen. Is it just the the marvel of the Stormfather? I think so, yeah. There's, uh, okay. like, you know, because earlier it says light eyes and guards <sighs> alike murmured and cried out. Even Dalinar, who had been expecting this, found himself taking a step backwards when the when the Stormfather appeared, right? Like, it's this right, right. huge thing. Adolin being Adolin let out a whoop. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he ran over trailing joy spren in the shape of blue leaves that hurried to keep up with him. He gave Dalinar, then Navani, an enormous hug. Renarn followed, more reserved, but judging from the wide grin on his face, equally pleased. Even Elokar gave his mother a hug and Dalinar a clasp on the shoulder before going below. 
That left only Kadash, the ardent, who waited to the end. Mm -hmm. To Dalinar, Kadash had always looked wrong in those robes. It was not an ardent that Dalinar saw. It was a soldier. Mm -hmm. Keen, light, violet eyes. There's the clue again. There's, there's violet, someone with violet, violet eyes. eyes. Navani has violet eyes. Right. He sees a soldier. Maybe it's her son. Dun, dun, I, dun. Don't I don't know. He had a twisting old scar running up to and around the top of his shaved head. Kadash's life might now be one of peace and service, but his youth had been spent at war. Mm-hmm. I hope you didn't just insert a, a thing in there and that you're laughing about it. What? What do you mean? Kadash being their son. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just... No. I was just shitting around. You're joking? Okay. Yeah. Dalinar stepped over to Kadash, confident. He was married to Navani, and he would not apologize for it or for her. Right, Lord, Kadash said quietly. Formality, old friend. I wish I could only be here as an old friend, Kadash says. I have to report this, Dalinar. The Ardentia will not be pleased. Surely they cannot deny my marriage if the Stormfather himself blessed the Union. A Spren? You expect us to accept the authority of a Spren? A remnant of the Almighty? Dalinar, that's blasphemy. Kadash, you know I'm no heretic. You fought by my side. That's supposed to reassure me? I like that. Mm -hmm. You fought by my side, that's supposed to reassure me? Right. Like, I'm supposed to feel safe because I fought with you? Yeah. You're dangerous, is what that says to me. Right. He knows, he knows the kind of man like, he was. Even right. if we don't know yet, Kadash right. knows. Memories of what we did together, Dalinar. I appreciate the man you have become. You should avoid reminding me of the man you once were. Yeah, good line. Really good line. Really, really good line. Dalinar paused, and a memory swirled up from the depths inside of him. One that he hadn't thought of in years. One that surprised him. Where had it come from? He remembered Kadash bloodied kneeling on the ground, having reached, sorry, wretched until his stomach was empty. A hardened soldier who had encountered something so vile that even he was shaken. He'd left to become an ardent the next day. The rift, Dalinar whispered, Rathalas. Dark times need not be dredged up, Kadash says. This isn't about that day, Dalinar. It's about today and what you've been spreading among the scribes. Talk of these things you've seen in visions. Holy messages, Dalinar said, feeling cold. Sent by the Almighty. <clears throat> feeling cold, eh? It's uh, it's it's coming to, 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 to the head now, right? He had the visions and words of radiance. Mm -hmm. or in, um, sorry, he had the visions in Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. Those visions got out because Sadius and his wife, ELA, stole the transcripts Exposed. and leaked them. And now yep. the third part of this reveal is that now the Ardentia is like, um, the things you said in there about God being dead, not cool. Yeah. Holy messages claiming the Almighty is dead, Kadash says. Arriving on the eve of the return of the Voidbringers, Dalinar, can't you see how this looks? I'm your ardent, technically your slave. And yes, perhaps still your friend. I've tried to explain to the councils in Carbranth and Yakafed that you mean well, 
I tell the ardents of the holy enclave that you're looking back toward when the nights radiant were pure, rather than their eventual corruption. I tell them that you have no control over these visions. But Dalinar, that was before you started teaching that the Almighty was dead. They're angry enough over that, and now you've gone and, def and defied convention, spitting in the eyes of the ardents? I personally don't think it matters if you marry Navani. That prohibition is outdated, to be sure. But what you've done tonight... Dalinar reached a place, a hand... To place a hand on Kadash's shoulder, but the man pulled away. Mm. Old friend, Dalinar said softly, honor might be dead, but I have left... Sorry, I have felt something else. Something beyond. A warmth and a light. It is not that God has died, it is that the Almighty was never God. <laughs> he did his best to guide us, but he was an imposter. Or perhaps only an agent. A being not unlike a spren. He had the power of a god, but not the pedigree. <laughs> Please, Dalinar, don't ever repeat what you just said. I think I can explain away what happened tonight. Maybe. But you don't seem to realize you are aboard a ship barely afloat in a storm while you insist on doing a jig on the, pr on the prow. I will not hold back truth if I find it, Kadash. You just saw that I am literally bound to a spren of oaths. I don't dare lie. I don't think that you would lie, Dalinar. But I do think you can make mistakes. Do not forget that I was there. You are not infallible. There? Dalinar thought as Kadash backed up, bowed, and then turned and left. What does he remember that I cannot? Dalinar watched him go. Finally, he shook his head and went to join the midnight feast, intent on being, on being done with it as soon as was seemly. He needed time with Navani, his wife. So, okay, a few things here. Um, yeah. One of the it's things that crazy. I love about this, this page, even just this page is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he says there, Delinar thought as Kadash backed up, bowed and turned and left. What does he remember that I cannot? Right. And then that next paragraph, if you were to omit that entire paragraph, the answer is at the bottom of the page, his wife, his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. There's like a, yeah. like it's a subtle hint, right? What does Kadash remember? He remembers Dalinar's wife. So what right. is it that Dalinar's forgetting, right? I fucking love that. It's so it's brilliant. It's so cool. Yeah. Because he's talking about Navani, his new wife, but he's also secretly telling us his old wife, right? His old wife. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking good. It's so awesome. That's really good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably my highlight, to be honest. Is that ending? It's great. Yeah. My highlight it's is- It's really, really good. Twofold. One, my girl Navani- <laughs> The passion and sexy as fuck. I love it. The hotness. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm a big fan of the expanse and, uh, there's a character mm. in the expanse named, uh, Christian Avasarala. I always thought mm. that Christian Avasarala would make an amazing Navani. And that mm. lady is like in her like late sixties, seventies, I think. And I find her sexy as all fuck. So I'm totally down with Navani. I think she's amazing and she looks amazing <laughs> in this, but my true highlight is this mm -hmm. paragraph when he, He's like, Dalinar, you can't tell people. You went around telling people honor is dead. And then he's like, yeah. actually, honor wasn't even really God. Like, not only does he tell them honor's dead, yeah. but he's telling them that he was never an, really an God. An imposter. Right. He like doubles down on it. 
Now, Delinar doesn't have well, any he, concrete he not proof only, of this. Well, he's not even doubling down on it. He's he's offering something new. Right. Like the, like the visions haven't told him that God was an imposter all along. No. That's not been... No, he's just, he, he's, he's sensing that there's something deeper, right? That, that there's, mm-hmm. like he said, he could have been an agent, that there's something else out there, mm-hmm. a being, he was like a being on, not unlike a spren. He had the power of a God, but not mm-hmm. the pedigree. He didn't really know how to use his powers. Right. Right. It's the, the, all, all this is just obviously Dalinar kind of coming up with shit and kind of inferring mm-hmm. into what he's, he's experienced so far. But I love right. it. I think it's really, really cool that it's pretty great. That he, he says this to him. Listen, not only is uh, uh, honor dead, but he wasn't really ever a god. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Um, so your highlight is this ending part with the what? Does he I think remember it's the ending with with his wife. Yeah. What does he remember that I cannot? His wife. Yeah, it's really great. It's so great. But it's, he he has there is some a little bit here. In this chapter is kind of a, a really great starting point for us for to start remembering his wife. That he mm-hmm. has a conversation with Navani about it, and then there's a moment here before the end where um, he said that uh, Kadash left to become an ardent the next day after this horrible thing, and this thing that Dalinar couldn't remember before comes up, and he says he whispers the rift, Rathalas. So mm-hmm. either this is connected to not remembering his wife, or it's another thing that he's forgotten about in his life, because we cannot forget that Navani said earlier, alcohol, he was drunk for a long right. time, yeah, for so a that long he might've done stuff he right. might've forgotten because of the alcohol abuse too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a couple of little clues here that are really, really great. We, like I said, we, we don't really know nothing yet, but man, is it ever starting? It's really cool. It's start- I, I, I also really like in this chapter that... Um, that moment where she says mere words yeah. and he says words are the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's kind of the opposites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like really that, cool. that, that bit too. And of course, Navani saying the right odes. Yeah, me too. I love that. I love that. It's so good. Yeah. Because Dalinar's like, you know, Dalinar and the Stormfather are like, um, oaths are the most important thing, all oaths. And she's yeah. like, the right ones are important. Yeah, the right ones. And it gets yeah. back to the whole thing you said earlier. Like, you know, you could say mm-hmm. stupid, ignorant oaths and, you know, are yeah. th- those important as well? Well, to Navani, she does not believe that those ones are important. No. Only the right ones are. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. There needs to be discernment. Yeah. Let's have a look at this map, shall we, between chapter four and five. It's awesome. I love this thing. So it's many nice great. little nuggets in here. Oh, well, do, do, do tell what, what nuggets are, uh, well, um, are we talking about here? First, uh, the, I want to bring your attention to the handwriting that's on the bottom that says, uh, a noted for your convenience. Yeah, um, annotated the, for your convenience. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's the same handwriting as a lot of the handwriting we get in these, um, in these like pictures. Um, it might mm-hmm. be the same person as Nas. Remember we've talked about Nas? Mm-hmm. The person who may have found um, some of Yasna's writing at the bottom of the sea. Right. Remember? That right. the handwriting yeah, is yeah. very familiar, uh, how, similar. How, sorry, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. How much do we know about Nas right well, now? Well, we... we uh, um, Buzzkill did a little bit of a, a thing with him uh, on, the, mm-hmm. on that uh, info dump episode we did. Um, we don't know much. We don't know who and where he's from. We do know, though, that he is somehow linked to the Ghostbloods. Right. 
The uh, but I'll bring your attention to the fact that yeah. Hearthstone was added to this map in that same handwriting. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so this was an add-on, right? So this is, and obviously, there's only one reason why that that this village is important. It's because it's Kaladin, right? Kaladin's put it on the map, right? <laughs> right? Literally, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, little thing I want to bring up to you is um, every territory obviously is the name of a um, a high lord, right? Because that's what uh, yes they're named after themselves. So you can t yeah. tell all that when you look there. But one tiny other little thing I want to bring your attention to, yeah, where in the territory of Thanadol, actually it's in it's in Colin, but it's like on the border of Colin and Thanadol. There's Hang a on, tiny I'm little to find uh, Colin here. Colin is on the right, um, above the yes, eastern crown lands, yes. mm -hmm. and there's that little lake that's there. Right at the tip of the lake, there's a tiny little town called Rathalas. Do you see that? Yes, I do. Right at the tip of the, uh, at the mm -hmm. north of the, um, the Sea of Spears. Yeah, and then this, I'm only bringing your attention to because we literally just read... Kadash, right. he remembers Kadash, bloodied, kneeling on the ground, having wretched until his stomach was empty, a hardened soldier who had encountered something so vile that he was, uh, that even he was shaken. He'd left right. to become the ardent the next day. And then Dalinar whispers to him, the rift, Rathalas. So something of importance in Dalinar's past happens in Rathalas, in that little town that's right there. The rift. Yeah. So the rift between these two characters, the rift, no, the, the rift with a capital R. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I'm just, I'm sort of, oh, you're, to... oh yeah. You're like, you're like, it's as a metaphor. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, because it seems like there was a departation between these two characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That they're not as close anymore as they were. So there is right. a rift. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he recoils his, his hand Remember, Like, yeah. he's, like Dalinar was trying to put his hand mm -hmm. on his shoulder and he steps back. Yeah. Like, so, like there's, there's damage done, right? For sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> okay. we don't, yeah. So cool. it's uh yeah, little interesting things here. To, to, I'm to, glad that you helped me point uh, or point those things out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's dive into chapter five, yeah. Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. Hearthstone, gotta say, love the name. Mm -hmm. I really like the name of this, of this uh, town. Yeah. And I also like just from us saying just a moment ago, how, you know, this this Nas character putting it on the map, having something to do with Kaladin. Mm -hmm. I just I just like that from like you know a I don't know it's sort of like a uh, like a Luke Skywalker kind of a thing where it's you're for, you're from a small town right. you do something amazing and now mm -hmm. everybody goes to Tatooine and, for sure. Well, actually, in Star Wars, I think everybody everything does revolve around. It's it, that's there is only one set. <laughs> Yeah. They just there's only one yeah. set in Star Wars and it's uh, sand, I think. They just have a lot Actually, of sand. Actually, where, where where is Luke from? Like is he is he from Moss Eisley or just like a territory outside of it that it's not named? He's from like the third dune over the third dune, yeah. Yeah, third dune west of <laughs> You can't miss it. Can't miss it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um Hearthstone, I can point to the moment when I decided for certain this record had to be written. I hung between realms, seeing into Shadesmar, the realm of the Spren and beyond. Hmm. So remember we talked just so, last chapter? Ya so Yasna, right? Right. We just talked last chapter how these started off pretty vague, but now they're giving us more and more information on 
mm-hmm. who potentially could be the writer of this, right? It's leading towards Yasna, isn't it's, it? Uh, yeah, well, anyways. Um, yeah. Can't confirm it, but... I love that. I hung between realms, seeing into yeah. Shadesmar, the realm of Spren and beyond. I love and it beyond. so much. We've experienced this once with Shallan and once with Yasna, where they were one foot in, one foot out kind of thing, and they were in both places at the same time. But if it's if it's Shallan, or sorry, if it's Yasna, when, did, when, was this, when was this tome written? We don't know. We don't know. And for what purpose? Because if it's, if this, if this writing informed Dalinar Mm -hmm. or brought him into a new way of being, which is, which has been my, I don't know, my, my guess in terms of what Oathbringer means. Right. It's, you think it's about Dalinar and his transformation from being the so-called Blackthorn to being the man he is now kind of thing. Right. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it, it seems to me that it's, that it's some kind of a text that might sort of help pull Dalinar out of darkness. Right. Or the alternate theory is that this is a story, Oathbringer is a story literally about a sword. It's like about a boy, but about a sword. It's like the about a <laughs> yeah. boy, ver- it's about a sword version about of about a boy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I kind of like it that it's about that. It could be just about that as well. Like mm-hmm. the, like the like from the sword's perspective. Right. What? Ha- that's why I was wondering if it was maybe about a spren. Like, right. what's it like to be the weapon that's wielded upon others? The the what- part of this that I really liked that you said was that if the <clears throat> sword is writing it, then the sword is liter- literally mightier than itself. Then, yeah, the, which the is pen hilarious. And the, thing and the, the, the one thing I do it. want to point out, though, which is really <laughs> awesome, and yeah. it's a, it's a, you know we could take a couple seconds to think about this. This isn't sure. even the book yet. This is just the preface. This is the time when the author says about themselves, this is the journey I had to take in order to write this. This is the reason I wrote this. It's not even the actual book yet. It's just the preface, right? So Yeah, so far in the first four chapters here, we haven't had any characters that are holding Oathbringer, reading it. No, we haven't. There's nothing. We don't have that that. yet. No, absolutely not. Okay. No. Or we don't even know where the sword is technically either because the sword was chucked by Adolin in one of those planters, right? right? Yeah, put yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So yeah. And the story could yeah. be about the investigation into where Oathbringer is, right? And the killing of Sadius. It could, that's what this could be too. We don't know. But this is the great thing is that all these little can I, epigraphs. Can I ask you this question? Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm can, probably can, not going to answer it though, just to be honest. Can Dalinar <laughs> summon Oathbringer right now? No, because he's not bonded with it. No one is bonded with it because Sadius died. <clears throat> you'd have to re you'd have to attune to it again like D, you'd have to g- get it and then attune to it yeah, for seven yeah, days yeah. before you could you were bonded with it again well if if this maybe it should return to yasna it's not like um it's not like a harry potter world where you can go akio oathbringer and then it just comes to you like it doesn't work like that <laughs> okay all right <laughs> All right, I hung between realms. I like it. It's is great, and 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 the more that we're talking about it being Yasna, I'm I'm kind of digging it. Although, what I'm wondering most is to what purpose? Right. To what purpose is the text? Well, like I said, we why, haven't even gotten to she the text it? yet. We've only been reading <clears throat> right. the author's explanation onto why they wrote it. Okay. So Kaladin trudged through a field of rock buds. 
He felt too late to prevent a disaster. His failure pressed down on him with an almost physical sensation like the weight of a bridge. He was forced to carry all on his own. Mm -hmm. He had nearly forgotten the sights of a fertile landscape. Rock buds here grew almost as big as barrels. The fields were vibrant green. Grass pulled back into burrows before him. They're easily three feet tall, these grasses. The field was dappled with glowing life spren, like motes of green dust. The grass, back near the shattered plains, had barely reached as high as his ankle. He was surprised to find that he distrusted this taller, fuller grass. <laughs> An ambusher could hide in that. So, I have to say that before I read that next sentence that an ambusher, kind of like when Dalinar is looking at all the levels of Urethiro and saying, uh, it kind of makes me uneasy. Yeah. I'm on my way to get married, but, but that we, area hasn't been explored. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, it, so Kaladin looking at the grass, thinking, wow, that could be a threat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But prior to that sentence, when he says, I'm surprised that, that this grass, I distrust it. What, what kind of, um, what I kind of initially took from it before reading the next sentence was the grass that is stunted in the Shattered Plains, Kaladin connected with that, connected with things being restrained or, um, you know, growing... Underfed and... Growing with great difficulty. Right. Um, and he connected with that out here where it's lush and full and everything's, you know, mm -hmm. the, the way it, it, it should be. Right. He, could, he couldn't connect to that because it wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also not able to connect with his own home because he's so far removed yeah. from that person he was back then. Right. And a good, right. a good example of that is when he says, you know, there could be an ambush in those in that tall grass. I don't trust it. He mm -hmm. would have played in this tall grass like only, yeah. you know, a, a few years ago. Comfort com comfortably. Right. And now he is yeah. the soldier. So now he's more aware of the threats that could lie beyond the grass. Right. Mm -hmm. Kaladin felt drained, used up. Four days ago, he traveled by Oathgate to the Shattered Plains and then flown to the northeast at speed, filled to bursting with stormlight. After just half a day, he'd run out of stormlight somewhere in Aladar's Princeton, and he'd been walking ever since. Mm -hmm. He'd traveled over a thousand miles in half a day, but this last bit had taken an excruciating three days. He hadn't beaten the Everstorm. It had arrived earlier in the day. Kaladin noticed a bit of debris peeking out of the grass. A broken wooden churn used for turning sow's milk into butter. Kaladin rested his fingers on the splintered wood, glanced toward another chunk of wood peeking out over the tops of the grass. Sill zips down as a ribbon of light, passing his head and spinning around. Mm-hmm. The length of wood. It's the edge of a roof, Kaladin said. The lip that hangs down on the leeward side of a building. From a storage shed. Buildings here were built low and squat. Like the shoulder of a man set and ready to take the force of an impact. Again, just these little details. Yeah. Hearthstone, we didn't get this before. No. I, I didn't, or at least I didn't pick up on it in Way of Kings. Um with a lot of the flashbacks, but I imagine these like, like, like these little like cottages that are like sunk in mm -hmm. in order you to know, be able to like, uh, like withstand the storm. 
Right. Yeah. But I just, but even just that small little detail gives so much description mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, imagination to, uh, imagining what, what these buildings look like. Yeah. Um, and I love the way that's described, like the shoulder of a man set and ready to take the force of an impact. Like, <laughs> like you're, you're, you've got a, like a football team heading towards you and you <laughs> yeah. just hunker in, you know, and yeah. put your shoulder down. Okay. Um, humankind had learned to weather the storms like the grass and the trees. Kaladin had done what he could to prepare the villages and towns for the coming Everstorm, but it hadn't been enough. Earlier today, he'd spent the Everstorm within a tomb he'd hollowed out of rock using his shard blade. So kind of similar to when he and Shallan had to hollow out a section. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's done that to weather out the storm in his journey the mere memory of that red storm outside of his hollow made panic rise inside of him. The Everstorm was so wrong, so unnatural, like a baby born with no face. What? That's a bizarre image. What the fuck? Some things just should not be. Yeah, and some things should never be written, Mr. Sanderson, like a baby with no face? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> It it feels a little, yeah. It's definitely horror movie esque. It's one of those like disturbing moments in a horror movie. That like you, that's you gonna be our think. question. Hey, uh, Mr. Sanderson, what uh, um what are your baby? yeah what are your biggest nightmares you've ever had, and why is it a baby with no face? Yeah, Please, because when you answer. use when you use baby wipes, you're not supposed to wipe away their the face. F- you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the wipes that your wife uses to take her makeup off, like the specialty. Yeah. <laughs> but the, those take off baby faces if you use baby them. faces. Yeah. yeah, that's the baby wipe. Yeah. um okay well it's he's panicked about it his old uniform had been bloodied and tattered he now wore a spare generic colon uniform it felt wrong not to bear the symbol of bridge four Mm -hmm. so he's not completely in his captain kaladin gear right (laughs) captain kaladin yeah captain kaladin i know it's just (laughs) It just sounds so triumphant. Um, He spots a river to his right. It's referred to as Hobbles Brook. With a hand shading his eyes, he could see the hills that had been stripped of grass and rock buds. They'd soon be slathered with seed creme and lavis polyps would start to bud. That hadn't started yet. This was supposed to be the weeping. Rain should be falling right now in a constant gentle shower. Sill zips up in front of him. Your eyes are brown again, she notes. Mm-hmm. It took a few hours within summoning his shard bait, or without summoning his shard blade. Once he did that, his eyes would bleed into a glassy light blue, almost glowing. Sill found the variation fascinating. Kaladin still hadn't decided how he felt about it. This is interesting, right? I think that's very wise of Kaladin. Yeah. And I, not to make up his mind. Well, he was, he was originally worried <laughs> that he would be just a light eyes now. Right. But I like the fact that his eyes go back to Brown cause he can be the man he wants to be mm-hmm. while still having the power of what being a surge binder and a Knight's radiant and having a shard blade can give him. I, I really like this because you can have your cake and eat it too in this instance, right? Yeah, it, it it would almost be just another thing, another bridge that he would have to deal with and carry if his eyes were constantly right. blue. 
Because it would just... Because everyone would treat him like a light eyes and he would hate that. And and he would hate that. And if he looked in a mirror, it'd be awful. And Mm -hmm. you'd have to to get contact. So this is cool because in the first book, remember Laurel, uh, speaking of Hearthstone, uh, the Mm -hmm. little girl Laurel Laurel, said, you know, you need to go out and and win a shard blade because once you do, your eyes will be light. Right. And then this way, like, and she's, you know, insinuating, then we can get married because you'll be light eyes. Then we can get married. Right. But... This is a different thing. Having won um, a shard blade like he did on the fields in Amram's uh, uh, army and bonding that shard blade might change his eyes, permanently light eyes. But because he's got a special bond with the Spren, and this is a very different type of bond with a different type of shard blade, his eyes revert back to brown. So So he was bonded in the way that Adolin is bonded. He... If he was a brown-eyed man, yeah, and bonded the, yeah. the his, yeah. So it's curious. We'll have to if we if we get um, to see Moash again, we'll have to tell whether oh, or not yes, his eyes are to. permanently light-eyed because he's bonded to that blade that was originally given to the cow, right? So he right. has that shard blade he's bonded to. So we'll we'll have to see because right. it'll be interesting to see whether or not there's a difference. Yeah. My guess is that Moash would be, um, well, it depends on what's happened to Moash. Right. Maybe there's been a, another event happened there. Right. So. He could have been, he could have had like his shard blade taken from him. He, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kaladin says, we're close. Those fields belong to Hobbleken. We're maybe two hours from Hearthstone. Then you'll be home, Sil says taking the shape of a young woman in a flowing hava, tight and buttoning above the waist with safe hand covered. Hmm. Longing for stormlight, Kaladin. Kaladin is. Being without it was like having an echoing hollowness within him. Yeah. Was this what it was going to be like every time he ran dry? We, we talked about the drugs addiction, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. The Everstorm hadn't recharged his spheres, so we know that. Do you like the new dress? Syl asks. Uh, it looks strange on you. I'll have you know, I put a ton of thought into it. I spent positively hours thinking of just how... Oh, what's that? She turned into a little storm cloud that shot toward a, a lurg clinging to a stone. She inspected the fist-sized amphibian on one side and the other before squealing in joy and turning into a perfect imitation of the thing, except pale white and blue. I stopped there, pale, white, and blue. Color of the eyes, right? Right. Yeah, her, mm-hmm. his eyes are similar to what Syl looks like, I guess. Are, is he becoming more like her? I, I would say yes, because <clears throat> it's a, it's a nice that... little metaphor because she becomes more like him. <clears throat> the longer she stays with him... She the beca- more she, she talks, yeah, the communicates, more human she remembers. Right. And so he is becoming more and more honorable. And since she is honor spren, he is becoming more like her. Yeah. I like that a lot. He's becoming more like her. Okay, but is there any chance from what we've read so far that there is a da- that the danger could be could rest with Sill? Hmm. I there has been no no clue or or no, hinting I, okay, at that at all. Be, 
And I don't think so either. I'm just saying that it just feels like there's this great unknown, this like cloud that's hanging over this whole situation, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's not just the complexity of the characters, although that's they're very complex and and then there's the various sort of factions that have a stake in this world Mm -hmm. i don't know there's just something about maybe yasna is the key to um to discovering that having spent time between two worlds maybe she can bring we as readers in this moment definitely need more information about about spring just on on its own I'll yeah. put my faith in Yasna there then in okay. terms of that. Uh, just, just because, you know, he's weary of the light eyes. She likes it. She's fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of feel like, you know, it, m- maybe the character that has to end up becoming, having uh, like the, the most change of heart is not Kaladin uh, necessarily. It's maybe it's still. Maybe. It's very possible. I think they're doing a really good job together being... Yeah. I mean, I, I love them together. I really don't want anything to, to go awry or, or amiss or anything, but... Well, they can't play that They can't play stuff. that trick again. They already played that trick last game, uh, last book, so they're not going to... Well, they didn't... They, they played the trick of Kaladin moving away from honor that, that kills Syl or, or disrupts the bond. Right. Um, they've played that, but they haven't you know, played with the possibility that it's the bond of the spren that could be the issue. But then that, I don't know if that makes sense because then we're talking about Wendell and we're yeah. talking about pattern. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that that's all <clears throat> Anyways, I'm probably barking up the wrong tree. Okay. Uh, what were we saying? She asks. Nothing important. Kaladin says. I'm sure I was scolding you. Oh yes, you're home. Yay. Aren't you excited? She didn't see it. Didn't realize. Sometimes, for all her curiosity, she could be oblivious. But it's your home, Syl says. She huddles down. What's wrong? The Everstorm, Syl. We were supposed to beat it here. He needed to beat it here. Mm -hmm. Surely someone would have survived, right? The fury of the storm, and then the worst fury after. The murderous rampage of servants turned into monsters. Oh, Stormfather, why hadn't he been faster? He forced himself into a double march, again, pack slung over his shoulder. The weight was still heavy, dreadfully. But he found that he had to know, he had to see. Someone had to witness what had happened to his home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's, um, he's right. He, you know, even after all the, um, the spheres that, um, Dalinar gave him to be able to fly over here, mm-hmm. it still yeah. wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. No. no. You had to walk. <laughs> yeah, for three days. Somewhere in yeah. Al- and yeah, for, for days, yeah. Yeah. The rain resumed about an hour out of Hearthstone. We have PV a scene chair. change here. Yeah, scene change. Um, he had to hike the rest of the way. He was wet. He splashed through puddles. It'll be all right, Kaladin, still promised from his shoulder. She still wore the traditional Vorin dress. That's the other thing. Her desired dress is traditional Vorin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you, you and I have expressed concern about, you know, the rigidity of the, of the church and, Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, we've expressed that. So that could be another little tiny little I think clue Scylla's here. Scylla's just playing right now. You know what I mean? She, playing she with could, different it, yeah. uh, different yeah. outfits. She's playing dress up. It's possible, but if she if she just continues to wear that mm -hmm. and more, then I would say there could be something to that. Not that again. Not that much. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to turn Syl into a into a Navani for me and go down that rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say. I'm, I'm just, like, whoa. I'm sorry. Pump the brakes there. I'm. So, it's just me being me. I'm just. You know, I I sort of tend to put my trust in the instincts of the characters. So Kaladin's instincts about being, you know, not sure about the light eyes. That's where my trust is currently. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he's. But so still is fascinated by it. Okay, well, yeah, but still could be compromised here. Right. It, it's, Doesn't you know, always ultimately have to just be the Kaladin. light eyes, dark eyes thing is just an arbitrary, you know, a system of classes, as class, uh, classism. So there's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no real foundation between, you know, being a good person and, and the color of your eyes. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just a remnant no, no. of this, a long Right. Old day when Night's Radiance had light eyes, right? Like. Yeah, perhaps with the coming of this, the Everstorm, if, if it's new, then maybe a new, maybe a new age is coming and there'll be more than just that change of the Everstorm. Mm -hmm. um, wore the traditional dress and she says, everything will be all right, Kaladin. You'll see. The sky had darkened here and he looked down on Hearthstone, bracing himself for the destruction. Some of the buildings he remembered were simply gone. But many of the structures were now hollow and ruined. Dead. I can't help but feel that, you know, he connects to this feeling, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, a part of him scrunched up inside, huddled into a corner, tired. He'd embraced his power. He'd taken the path of a radiant. Why hadn't it been enough? Yeah, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Why do you think? Why is Kaladin still feeling hollow, incomplete, still um, hard on himself, I despite think it's, all of these accomplishments? I think it's very, um, it's very ambitious to think that you make a choice in life and that all mm -hmm. of your other problems will go away because you made one choice. I think mm -hmm. that if you have trauma, no matter how much you feel like you're getting over it, that trauma stays with us. Um... So just because he's chosen to embrace this Knight's Radiant thing, and it's the right choice, and he's doing the right things by protecting people, protecting those, even though he doesn't like them, the, all that mm -hmm. stuff. His ideals are, 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 are well thought out and great, <clears throat> but that doesn't There's change the, who th he that's is. That's the thing for me, is the ideals. When, when, a, when a character is subscribing to idealism, right. I think therein lies the the essence of the dissatisfaction that can occur because you're constantly comparing yourself to an ideal, right? Which can never be achieved, whether it's the excellence of your father as the surgeon or whether it's the prowess in battle, uh, with the spear and the sword. It's just, it's just an, a never ending, a never ending, I guess, um, height to reach. Mm -hmm. I would, um, I would use the example of Robin Williams, a man who spent his entire life bringing joy to others mm -hmm. who still felt joyless inside, 
who still struggled with depression and yeah. sadness. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no matter how much you take up the ideals and try to do good and you, you f- throwing yourself full force into it, you could still feel inside, you know, yeah. sad and depressed. The, the, the emptiness, mm-hmm. the void. The yeah. wretch is still there, right? Even though he's doing yeah, the right thing yeah. and he's, you know, he's embraced his life, the wretch doesn't fully go away, I don't think. So. Yeah. It's interesting. It's heavy. It is. Um, not yet. He, he couldn't face the death he might find. So he was he debating about getting closer into town. He kind of goes, a, um, he takes the Northwestern side approach. Like mm-hmm. he's, so he's carefully going through yeah. Hearthstone. He's not just running in and seeing. No. Yeah. He's being old, level-headed at least. Yeah. Yep. Hearthstone was cursed with the presence of a light-eyed ruler of some status. Bright Lord Rashon, a man whose greedy ways had ruined far more than one life. It ruined Moash. Kaladin thought as he trudged up the hill toward the manor, he'd have to face his friend's betrayal and near assassination of Elokar at some point. Yeah, that confrontation still has to happen. There's still so much that's not resolved from that. Like, I mean, earlier yeah. we had Dalinar say... Elikar is still healing up from the assassination attempt. And as far yeah. as we know, Kaladin never told Dalinar, hey, listen, the king was almost assassinated by assassins. And those assassins were friends of mine. And I almost let it happen. Like he didn't, doesn't say Kaladin any of that hasn't stuff. fully divulged. I don't yet. think so anyways. And if he has, it's off page. And, but I don't think he right. ever has. Like, I don't think that during this t- time he, he, he's told Dalinar at all what's what's what hmm yeah in some way in some ways it's in some ways it's good in some ways it's bad right because it 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 could be a good thing to deny that from Dalinar because it's one less thing for Dalinar to deal with right and it's a thing that Kaladin could potentially deal with himself yeah yeah and technically Moash is his man his friend he should be dealing with it for sure. But there's, yeah. but Kaladin has culpability in this too. With regards to, with regards Moash, to graves yeah. and, and, uh, uh, Moash and the assassination, yeah, because he, he could have ended it months before. Right. Right. He kept it, he kept it to himself. He didn't, right. uh, so yeah, disclose. He's, yeah, yeah, he's getting away with a little something there. Hmm. He'd have to face his friend's betrayal. Sil says, wow, gloom spren. Kaladin looked up and noted an unusual spren whipping about, long and gray, like a tattered streamer of cloth in the wind. Why are they so rare, Kaladin asks. People feel gloomy all the time. Who knows, Sil says. Some spren are common, some are uncommon. She taps his shoulder. I'm pretty sure one of my aunts like like to hunt these things. Hunt them? Like try to spot them? No, like you hunt great shells. Can't remember her name. She wasn't really my aunt, just a, an honor spren I referred to that way. What an odd memory. Hmm. That's weird. It's, it's odd memory. An aunt that used to hunt other spren. So spren hunting other spren, that in and of itself is interesting. Right. And also, we haven't gotten to do, uh, we haven't gotten to do this yet in this book. Odd. Yes, odd that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... It's awesome that, uh, that, uh, Syl is remembering a little bit more, a little bit more. So maybe she'll remember some more. 
gloom, hunting gloom. I mean, trying to remove gloom could be a good thing. But what I find most interesting about the, about this is the potential for Spren to be against Spren. Right. Which opens up a whole other door of complexity mm-hmm. with regards to Shadesmar. Yeah, do, do, do Spren have fights? Do, do they Spren have battles? Hate, do yeah. They, yeah. Do they have hierarchies? Mm-hmm. Do they have... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, All we of don't this. know. Yeah. There's so much to learn about the, that other world, right? Oh. Well, that could call into play some interesting things. Like so, something like Windle could be benign, uh, benevolent. And maybe something like Sill or other like Pattern or something may not be. Right. We don't know. If that, if that complexity is there. Mm-hmm. See, it, it sort of seems at first when you're introduced to the Spren that they're kind of on the same team. Right. They're like, they're like manifestations of, of human emotion or human effort or human experience. Mm-hmm. And not, well, and maybe not even just human. Don't they occur as well around other life forms? Like when rock buds are forming, there's life Yeah, those are, or... it's like what they said before um, in the last chapter, I think they even say, the like mm-hmm. those lower spren you know the right um, the subspren the subspren yeah so right you know these the non shadesmar spren you know what i mean like the right the non-intelligent ones i think they refer to them as high spren maybe right at uh, at some point um but like cryptics now. and uh, uh cultivation spren which is what windle is and mm-hmm. um hi- uh, honor spren which is what uh sill is we don't fully know what um, ivory is, which is Yasna's spren. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, but, I hope there's some ivory and uh, that's, that's another hope of mine. I hope there's some more ivory. I hope there's Yasna, obviously. Obviously. You know, yeah. But ivory would be nice as well. You yeah. kind of wish that this book was called Yasna bringer kind of. <laughs> Yasna bringer. Yeah. Um, yes, I kind of do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. What an odd memory. More seems to be coming back to you, says Kaladin to Syl. Well, the longer I'm with you, the more it happens. Assuming you don't try to kill me again. <laughs> That's a little... He didn't try to do that. He, he, was, he was trying to... You know, that's a, that's a little disingenuous. He was trying to protect his friend. Right. Like, he, he was trying to do something good with Moash. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. Well, uh, Don't you... Don't, uh, do, like, don't you think? I... He was definitely trying to get revenge on those that he felt wronged by you know he saw moash's situation with elkar as similarly as his yeah. situation with amaram oh right sorry i'm fr- i'm discounting the connection that kaladin made with his past rashon and, uh, and rashon yeah and, yeah you're right he did he did slip you're right yeah because okay, rashon uh, came fair. to hearthstone because elkar fucked right. up right Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Dalinar sent but for slipping, Shone, So like slipping though, like look what Adolin did. Yeah, yo, dude, I'm not. We're not here to judge nobody. You know what in I mean? Yasna, like, Yasna, Yasna in the alleyway. Yasna. No different than what Adolin did to Sadius. Yeah, it's true. Everyone's got. Everyone's got. And who who can speak when you're named the Blackthorn, the Warmonger? You know what I mean? So the the indifference, the indifference of good men or good persons let's say whatever that's that's the key here i think yeah adolin was confronted with that upon that final insult to his father knowing that it was never going to end with sadius yeah 
And in that moment, Adolin was thinking, am I going to continue to be indifferent? I fucking love Adolin, dude. Or am I going to act? I love him so much. I love Adolin (laughs) so much, bro. He's so awesome. What a great character. Um, Okay, so let's get back to this. I think she's definitely... She's definitely poking him here. She's definitely like... Assuming you don't try to kill me again, how often are you going to make me apologize for that? How many times have I... How many times have I done it so far? At least 50. Liar, Syl says. Can't be more than 20. Oh, I'm sorry, he says. Wait, what was that light up ahead? So they're just they're just bickering a little bit, like in a, a playful way. It's playful. Yeah, she's gonna yeah. she's gonna hold it over him. Like I got a buddy, uh, Chris Harrop. Hey, shout out to Chris Harrop. Um, he um, he had the flu on my wedding day, and they were from mm. Cornwall, and they drove up the 138 to come to my wedding, and he had to get his wife to pull over so he could throw up. So she turned around and drove him back home, dropped him off, and then and then she came to the wedding by herself to like to represent the two of them. And I've known right. this guy since I was like seven, and every time I see him, I still make uh, you didn't make it to my wedding jokes like i still do it yeah so you are allowed to do that kind of shit to your friends and to those you to your love. friends yeah, okay so. <laughs> calvin stops on the path it was light coming from the manor house it flickered fire was the manor burning no it seemed to be candles or lanterns lit inside he needed to be careful he wanted to be reckless angry and destructive. Be ready, he mumbles to Syl. What do you think of that? Well, he doesn't know... He's here, he's here in Hearthstone. He wanted to be reckless, angry, and destructive. Why? Because he's pissed. And he... He thinks it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if he found the creatures that had taken his home from him. He thinks that it's yeah. possible that the Everstorm... Mm-hmm. has come through here and turned all their uh, Hearthstone's parchment into yeah. monsters and yeah. that this destruction could be at could their be, hands. He, yeah, and yeah. so he, he wants to let loose right now. He wants yeah. to go into berserker rage, but he can't. He creeps carefully uh, toward the manor. He sees that someone or something was inside. I think he can see some shadows moving. His heart is pounding. Mm-hmm. An unusual amount of noise came from inside the manor house, thumping motion like the nest of, like the nest, like a nest full of rats. The parchment had been housed in a small structure built in the manor's shadow. I kind of was saddened by that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was, I was saddened by that. Scraping came from behind him. Kaladin spun at the back door of the manor. Sorry, Kaladin spun as the back door of the manor opened. He dove for cover behind a shalebark mound, but light bathed him. It was a lantern. Kaladin stretched his hand to the side, preparing to summon Sill, yet the person who stepped from the manor was no Voidbringer, but instead a human, a guardsman, in an old helm, spotted by rust. Here now, he shouted at Kaladin. Here now, you there. What are you, deserter? Come here into the light and let me see you. Kaladin stood up warily. He didn't recognize the soldier. But either someone had survived the the Voidbringer assault, or this man was part of an expedition investigating the aftermath. Either way, it was the first hopeful sign Kaladin 
had seen since arriving. He held his hands up. He was unarmed, save for Sill, and let the guard bully him into the building. It's really, really great to see a human being unharmed here. He mm-hmm. expected carnage, and there seems to be someone guarding the outside of the of Mershon's manor. Of the, yeah. So this is not what he expected. No. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, the guy says, what are you, deserter? So the guy sees Kaladin's tattoo or Kaladin's brand on his forehead. His brand, yeah. Which is something that he hasn't had to deal with almost for a whole book. Because at the end of Way of Kings, he becomes Captain Kaladin and no one even thinks twice about his shash brand, right? Mm -hmm. No one knows his story yet. Right. And these people don't. So now, hey, you, are you a deserter? Like, oh shit, that that stuff's going to come back and haunt me now too. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting. <laughs> a little short a good chapter, chapter here. Yeah. A it's little... a short little chapter, mm-hmm. but it's good. It's good. Um, you got a highlight for this one? Oh. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mine is, uh, mine is when Syl acts a little bit like the, um, the dog from Up. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, when she gets distracted. She's like, I'll have you know, I put a ton of thought into it. I spent, po- I spent positively uh, uh, hours thinking of just how, oh, what was that? <laughs> and yeah, then she and like she runs off squirrel. to look at the lurg. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very, very cute. Yeah. I think I'll pick the, uh, the uneasiness with which Kaladin uh, has when he comes home. Yeah. It's not the and homecoming he, he had hoped, right? No. And being disturbed by that tall grass. I, I, I sort of I like reading into that a little bit. Yeah, the metaphor of it. Yeah, it's um, nice. Yeah. Hearthstone. Good. It was a good chapter. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious about this uh, this uh, guard. And what does it all mean, right? There. Well, it seems a little weird. The, it's the rust on the helm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm most curious about. Yeah, like, he, are we dealing uh, with a character well, of old who who was once a soldier and, you know, out of necessity has picked up, you Cal, know, his sword and... Cal wouldn't have noticed it before, but now that he is a professional soldier himself, mm-hmm. you know, he has that training. He noticed that the guy's helm was a little rusty, which wouldn't mm-hmm. fly in, a, like, a regular army, right? No. Um, well, I got yeah, some information here we'll that needs to be, uh, dumped, um, out, <laughs> um, <laughs> you mean as in an info dump? Yeah. Um, someone said that, uh, they, they miss my little, um, segues that I used to go, you know, you'd say, yeah, I really love that chapter. You know what else you'd really love? Is the a, info dump. Yeah. I, I used to do that all is, the time. Is a dump of the info type? Right. Yeah. And I don't do that anymore. So I just want to give a shout out to all the people <laughs> who used to love my segues. Um, uh, so chapter four, we meet, uh, uh, Chanada, um, which you thought was right. a really yeah. awesome way of saying Canada. Um, Chanada. I'm from Chanada. <laughs> they're, uh, love it. they're a senior ardent in the war camps. Um, <laughs> right. Dalinar's new, uh, bodyguards are bridge 13, which is awesome. Bridge 13. Uh, mm-hmm. we hear, um, <clears throat> something called the rift or Rathalas. Something bad happened right. in the past and we don't really know right. what it is yet. We get possibly the best moment of the book so far um, when mm. Dalinar and Navani 
get kind of oh, passionate yeah. and then passion spread yeah. uh, fluttered around them like crystal flakes of snow. Like what a yeah. gorgeous, I know, like straight amazing. out of a Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands type moment that is mm-hmm. so beautiful. Um, we get Joyce Bren. This is all for the all the. This is the Sprenhead list for all the the Sprenheads. Um, Joyce Bren in the shape of blue leaves that hurried to keep up with him. Um, this is uh, so the only other time that we uh, we got this was when um, uh, Shalon uh, acquired Kaladin's boots. This is the, a note from Buzzkill Joe here. Thanks a lot, Buzz, for all mm. the work. Uh, Rushu is back in the story again. She is the young ardent who assisted Navani. She's obviously the one who um, um, realized the gemstone. The gemstones were on the swords were the thing that were allowing them to be summoned. Um, Hoboken is um, a little town, oh, just yeah. two hours. Uh, it's uh, like not Hoboken, New Jersey. It's uh, Hoboken, <laughs> which is a little bit different. Um, Lurgs are small creatures with six legs, slick brown and green skin. They spin cocoons, which sounds really gross. <laughs> um, catch me is a game. The quote is he'd catch run me. through fields playing catch me with his brother, trying to see who was quick enough to grab handfuls of grass before it hid. So when you would go close to grass, it would get sucked back into right. the ground mm-hmm. and playing the game of catch me is trying to be as fast as you can to try to catch that grass before it gets sucked down. Mm-hmm. Um, Sil's new dress, uh, obviously she's trying to dress like a, um, uh, like a proper Voren lady with a Hava covering her safe hand. Maybe I think that this was a way of Brandon because he had Navani expose her safe hand in the last chapter. It was just so sexy right. that he couldn't have his spren walk around with her safe hand exposed. So he's like, <laughs> we better cover that shit up. Like too much sexy in one, in one little sitting is too much. Um, gloom spren, an unusual, uh, whipping about long gray, yeah. like a tattered streamer of cloth. It made me think of those things that are at gas stations. You know, the guys with the long arms that just yeah, go just flying like... around all the time. That's kind of what made me, made me think of. <laughs> Flailing around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it for the, the, uh, the info dump. Uh, thank you so much for, um, all the hard work that buzz puts into the, putting these documents together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always nice to just kind of wrap some things up at the end of the episode and kind of remember some of the little things that, uh, that we want to talk about. Um, <clears throat> let's, t- uh, t- uh, I'm going to cut here. And so let's take a moment here and uh, thank our Patreon group. We haven't read the list in a while. And, um, sometimes I can't read the list because the list changes depending on, uh, what, time of the month it is um if it is at the beginning of the month uh some of the names uh aren't on the the list because of credit card stuff so um we are well into the month here and i want to read the list because um it's nice to to thank the people Mm -hmm. um so um i'm just gonna keep making that sound and see if that that's really nice i'll cut all that out (laughs) (laughs) so we'd like to thank alex black waneros Athernal, I swear to God, they just make up these names just uh, like, just to screw with me. Um, Barbara Trigolet, thank you, Barbara, for having a regular name. Cat Tux, Hendrix Limbach, Elipethlet, oh, fuck me. Matthew Goddard, I think is his name. I'm looking at his email address. Thank you, Matthew Goddard. Uh, Will Streck, uh, Streckfus, Robin Todd, Jamie Piga. Kostam Varshni, Asaf Masya, Ian Henry, Zane Jeffries, Asta, 
Waterman 85, Daniel Aldridge, J.A., Joseph Sherry, Jacqueline Dallarocca. Man, I love saying that name. John Kurth, Kunal Chaudhry, Automatic Bear, Ryan Shea, Amigo Cat, Scorpio 245, Sandra G, Stephen Coolia, Shonidi, James Wallace, Michael Colling, Grant Hoffmeister, Yezrian, Chloe Lewis, Kyle Wilson, Tony Hernandez, Jesus Rocho, Sarah Marshall, Dark Moon Nightness, Milan Radnovich, Genevieve Blanc, Zachary Lindo, Brian Taylor, Dana Gustafson, Jesse Fay, Cannoli, Jaden Guerra, Ryan Phillips, Sarah 677, Sarah Slagle. Man, we got a lot of people on here now. C. Carr, Tom Gonzalez, Mark Pinto, Maria Verum, Lawrence Bradley, Cody Logan, Jonathan Winnington, Tommy Turpin, Itzizer, Julia Pebble, <clears throat> Justin Elliott, Laura, Chris Wally, Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin, James Johnson, Al Andrew Woods, James M., Valkov Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Certain, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., <clears throat> the, best college uh, the Best College Football Podcast. Um, I just want to say that is a very, very ingenious way of getting me to say the name of your own podcast on our show by changing your <laughs> Patreon name to the name of your Patreon, uh, the name of your podcast. Let's make sure that everyone, if you like college football, go check out the best college football podcast on all major streaming services. <laughs> I give you a very well-deserved slow clap. I'm going to take all of our money and then go to other shows, podcasts, are their Patreons and change my name to the storm pod so that my name gets read at the end of every other, uh, other people's episodes. <laughs> Brilliantly done, sir. Brilliantly done. Um, Jason stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Jean-Marc David, Steph Baum, Alex Tramp, Joy Wilman. Christopher Jack, Ratman, P. Flume, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Wick, uh, Joseph Mangoya, also known as Buzzkill Joe, Daniel Wyden, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel, My Mom Sue, Ari Zoo, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christian Papi, no, 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 Jack's wife, Linda, and our best friend, Mike. So thank you to everyone who is part of the Patreon team. Thank you so much for supporting us. It is amazing. Um, I would really like it if maybe everyone just changes their... Uh, their name on Patreon just to a number so that I can just go, I'd like to thank number one, 65, 72. <laughs> It'd just be way easier for me to read. Uh, no, of course. No, no. I, I like, no, no, I don't want that. No, no I no. like sweating it out. I really love the stress. Behind. I like watching you sweat it out as it's, you're, as you're doing it's it. Horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the best <laughs> and the worst, to be honest. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heroes of Catherine at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at heroes of one. Reach out to us on the Storm Pod on Instagram. That's where I do most of my communicating. And don't forget to join the Storm Pod subreddit and the Storm Pod fa Facebook group. 
Um, so yeah, that's it for that's for, for the episode. Um, we are mm-hmm. going to be doing chapters six and seven next episode. Lovely. Um, now that Kaladin is at Hearthstone, maybe we will spend some time there. Let's see. Um, so thank you very much uh, for listening to the episode. Thanks, Jack, for uh, making time to record. We uh, can't wait to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, thank you very much, everyone. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra. Pillars designed with representations of the Orders of Radiance up here. A set of steps took him through a trap door onto the very roof of the tower. This roof was still over a hundred yards wide. Mm-hmm. It was cold up here, but they had braziers for warmth and torches for light. There were stars spread, swirled, swirling in the skies, making distant patterns. Did um, did you just say that they had bras on for warmth? Is that what you just said? Braziers. Brazers? Brazers. Braziers hold up breasts. Bra- Brazers. Did I say braziers? Yeah, you I did. did you totally I? did. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's wearing a brazier. It's like, it's cold Sorry. up here. Let's put on this really thin, strappy. <laughs> strap. That'll keep us warm. Oh, dude. That's going to, that's going to kill me. I said, I did. I, I did say you that. Did. You say right. Brazier's. Yeah. Did. Sorry. It's, Brazier's. you know, Sorry. we thought earlier it was a sexy fucking scene. This. Yeah. Now I'm just, is... yeah, I'm just up to sex. Well, that's what I, that's kind of what I do. You, you dude, just, you walk I'm, in I'm every bringing, room and you up the sex appeal. That's I'm bringing the sex. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right. We have Brazier's. <laughs>